having a conversation tonight with Cheese and the Tugboat. Are those are those wedding bells that I hear, Tugboat? I thought I heard them. Bing, 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 bing. Is that what wedding bells sound like? Bing, bong, bing, bong, ring-a-ding, dang, ring-a-ding, dang. <laughs> a little Christmas wedding. Yeah, there's always, you gotta have like four or five tones in your wedding bells, I think. It's good luck, uh, according to the English. <laughs> yeah, you want a real variety in your wedding bells. You don't want one of those like monotone. Just bong, bong, bong. It's like an alarm clock. Mm. A wedding alarm clock. No, you want one of those, like, you know, those, those people who, uh, I guess they have one here in London in, in the Vic- Victoria Park, they have just like these elaborate bell chimes um, that go off, you know, every hour or something like that. And I mean, it sounds really, really cool. And I, I kind of question like how this is recorded or if there's bells actually going off at the time and then who created the weird computer program, I'm assuming. I'm, I'm assuming it's not run by like little people turning cranks inside these posts. So I just uh, assume that there is a hunchback ugly man in there doing those things. Yeah, yeah. Like a quasi, quasi-moto kind of thing. I, I think... It's like I a... It's like a moto, but like half, so it's like a quasi-moto. I always thought quasi was like a quarter. Oh, I thought it was a half. I, I could be wrong. Quarter... Well, yeah. Uh, we have already established uh, our math skills are not on par. <laughs> yeah, like how I do my bed uh, three times a year, but do it quarterly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's wrong. We got called out in the comments for that one. Hey, Jeez, it's almost like grammar. Yeah, so I wish we did one on grammar at some point. We did! Speaking of stuff we've we've did done did, um, I think last time that we were together we talked about some kind of rituals and things that were strange and scary rituals. Um, would you would you consider a wedding to be kind of ritualistic? Well, let's hear those wedding bells, tugboat, because you're right. Bong, 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 bong. That's my wedding bell noise now. <laughs> bong, bong. Sounds <laughs> like hell bell. Gadoosh, gadoosh, gadoosh. Actually, can the wedding bells just be that noise at the end of Shutter Island? Just that loud tone? Uh, I saw that movie several years ago, so I'm just going to say yeah. It's exactly like that. I know old boots or Sandy knows who I'm knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so suspenseful. Thanks a lot, Leo. Um, yeah. So wedding bells, weddings, wedding rituals. What's the, what's the deal with wedding rituals, cheese? Well, Jerry, uh, <laughs> I, I don't like them, Jerry. I don't like them at all. No. I think that was more of like a Larry Seinfeld, like his kind of tone-deaf cousin. <laughs> a little less successful. 
shoots birds he, at the airport. Yeah, he was the one who was pitching. Was like, okay, we need to make this show about something, and then Jerry was like, nope, it's going to be about nothing. Are you sure that wasn't Larry David? I don't know. Science. So, uh, how do how do weddings... Tell me about weddings. How do they happen? What what goes on? What goes on? Um, well, based on our lack of fact checking, to you know, just keep keep on our, our ritual and uh, our age old tradition of conversations that lacks facts. But uh, I think marriage has been around for a while. Um, and basically, what happens uh, is a, like a man and a woman, or now you know, man and a man, or a, a woman and a woman, and they go. Uh, uh, and they get like a, an officiant of some sort, whether that's like an actual minister or if it's just you know someone who does weddings, because it's pretty easy to get that stuff now. And they just kind of go through, you know, hey, do you take this person uh, to live with forever and be nice to them, even if things aren't going so great? And uh, and they're like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we both do. And it's just kind of an agreement, a mutual agreement that they want to be with each other for the rest of their lives. And uh, then they might have a little shindig after, a little parquet. Little friends and family have some steak tartare, a couple of chardonnays. Yeah, steak tartare, milk steak, you know, whatever, whatever your bag is. Yeah, I think that would really prop up a wedding if you had some milk steak and some jelly beans, raw, of course. Of course, of course. Um, I'm honestly big fan of the candy bar i'm not gonna have one at mine but candy bars at weddings are pretty sweet yeah they are and they aren't if you have a candy bar and you have a uh, i guess it was a middling group of small children and then the small children get into the candy bar and take advantage of the open dance floor during dinner things can escalate quickly i'll tell you that oh yeah oh yeah candy is essentially like the alcohol for children because they behave pretty much exactly the same. Um, they're a riot for a little while and then they just kind of passed out or get like cranky. Nope. What happened in this case was like you say, it's their alcohol. So they ate a bunch of it and then started getting louder and louder and then dancing wildly and then eventually vomiting. Yeah. 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 It's pretty much on par. Exactly Uh, like booze. Yeah, like those those toddlers cannot handle their candy. Yeah, these midgets cannot handle their booze. Uh, Tugboat, you can't say midgets anymore or booze. Oh, my bad. You can say booze. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> um. So so yeah, that's a, that's a, a very common ritual, but um, it's coming. I, I wouldn't say like under fire or under whatever in the past few decades i guess um but it's not it's things are changing a bit it's not quite the staple that it used to be it's it's not as relevant i guess yeah like i i I was talking about this earlier about how you know i'm getting into mad men and everything and you're looking back at the early 60s and stuff and and just like for women for the most part like a very large portion of their time and energy would go towards finding a man and and getting married to that man um and, and that's kind of how they would, that's like, that's part of their status, that's how uh, they made a lot of their money or would be able to support themselves, um, and then obviously you get to have some, some children to provide some meaning and 
purpose in, in life or whatever. So um, just it, marriage was a really big deal. You know, people like dream about it since they're like little girls or little boys. And, and now it's kind of like, I mean, I feel like it's totally an independent decision. People don't feel the need to even have ceremonies or, um, or even just being common law. Well, I think in the past, too, there was more of an, an element of religion involved as well. Not that we discuss religion on this uh, this uh, medium, but I think it was there was some tie-in there, and it was looked upon if you were, you know, living in sin or if you weren't married, you know, you were a heathen of some kind, and you were looked down upon by the community, whereas now, you know, people are less tied to that, and... There's a little more yeah. freedom of thought, so um, people just yeah. kind of do their own thing, you know? And really, like, your, your your parents or your grandparents, probably more specifically your grandparents, are the only ones who are going to maybe uh, take issue with that or kind of feed under their breath about being, oh, I don't know about this whole thing, they're living in sin. Yeah, and I'm sure some parents are. I mean, we're talking generalities, obviously. There's still families oh, yeah. that are very hardcore on, nope. You're not even allowed to kiss before you're married. It's a sin. Yeah, yeah. So clearly if you're from uh, Georgia or, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more Alabama, but I mean damn close, right? Yeah, I guess that's, that's a little bit closer. But again, we're speaking in generalities here. Um, but I know specifically like for my uh, parents, I mean my mom is more on the, the religious side. And I, I think... I'm sure in her mind it's kind of like, you know, sending up a few extra pair, uh, prayers to the Lord to uh, save my soul for, you know, having moved in um, before getting married, that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, she would never say that to me, um, and, and nor would she hold it against me. But I think it's just kind of, she has to kind of think a little bit about it, has to open the mind a little bit. Uh, you probably should be married before you do all these things, but then again, you're not a big boy and you're a good person, so I guess I'll, I'll let this one slide. Um, like a good Christian. Yeah, and I, I don't know, I think, to me, not living together before you get married is taking an awfully big risk. Living together before getting married? No, not living together before you get married. Uh, and kind of stepping yeah. into that unknown but then you're now bound to this person by law of both state and whatever else you're into and you know you just all of a sudden and I, and I believe firmly too that you should travel with your mate um, before you really lock horns where it's just kind of you know sometimes literally just the two of you on an island and yeah. that just forces you to interact on a more kind of inane level with the people like you know you see your day-to-day -day habits and stuff like that when you live together but you really experience them when you're traveling and you're kind of in each other's space for a week or two weeks at a time yeah and you're not given a lot of those like same comforts at home and everything and, yeah. and, and you're in a new experience um, so both of you are kind of I wouldn't say like flying at the seat of your pants but there's a little bit more uh, uncertainty involved so then that can really lead to quite a few discussions and, and arguments and I think I would definitely agree with the whole travel thing or even if the fact that like you know that one person likes to travel and, and another person doesn't I mean that could be a pretty big point of contention yes I would concur with that as well but 
I think that something like that could be, depending on the, you know, the level of kind of desperation around one partner wanting or quote unquote needing to travel. I think that's something that can be worked around, et cetera, but not living together before you get married. I don't know. I, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. Yeah. Yeah. I got like a bunch of different points to, to say about that. I think like the, probably a starting point would just be how like a few people nowadays, like when you look at it, it's like, Oh, how could you, you're doing it backwards. How could you, you know, buy a home or live together before getting married or whatever. But on the other hand, like when you look at it from the whole, the first time you live with this person is after you get married. It sounds like a little bit crazy and a little bit of a massive risk. Yeah. Massive risk. And I mean, you know, and you touched on it quickly, but people are really just kind of doing it their own way now. Like Frank Sinatra told them to, they're just, yep. uh, you know, some people have kids first and then move in together and then get married later or they never get married or they, you know, get engaged and then uh, throttle out a couple of kids and then get married, then buy a house or buy a house and, you know, whatever order it's all, uh, it's all good nowadays. All good in the hood. Yeah, like, to me it seems like extremely overwhelming to think that you would go um, marriage and then as soon as you're married have sex for the first time. Yeah, that's and, that's just utter and, insanity. Exactly. And you go home or you go on a honeymoon so you vacation together um, and then you come home and you cross the threshold of the house that you bought and since you had sex for the first time and the purpose back in the day of marriage was largely to just like have kids almost immediately after getting married um so you're you're basically cramming in several life events right into a nice nice like this actually kind of now that i think about it this sounds like something that would happen to me just based on my procrastinating uh ways it's just like do nothing do nothing and then all of a sudden it's like married sex uh Don't forget this part. Now people are getting married in their late 20s, 30s, etc. In those days, it was like 18 to 25. If you weren't married at 25, there was something wrong with you and you were basically cast aside. Yeah. Like 18. Oh, man. So you don't even know know who you are, what you want to do with your life, etc. And you're already locked in and, you know, you're in the long-term deal at that point. Okay, think about, and just to add on to that, and I mean, this still happens in other countries, but let's add into, uh, say, in the 40s or something, or even in the early 1900s with war. So let's say at 18, you <laughs> get married, sex for the first time, have a baby, buy your house, go across the threshold, go on a honeymoon with, with your partner, and then you have to get sent to a place where you watch a bunch of your best friends get murdered while you murder other people. Or like they do now with, you know, not necessarily Vietnam, but that as well. And then the Gulf War and stuff, guys will get, they'll enlist and then marry their high school gal and then put a baby in her and then get shipped off and they miss the birth of their baby. That seems to be quite common. And then they come back with 
PTSD and they've never met their kid before and they've been away for two or three years. The kid's now, you know, walking and talking and like, who are you? And they, they're suffering with their own issues from, you know, like you said, murdering your enemies and watching your, your friends get gunned down beside you or blown apart or any kind of horrific event. Um, or even just seeing, like, you know, just the horrors of war come back yeah. and you're totally bunged up. And, you know, your wife has missed you and thinks that you're going to be the man that left. And, yeah, it's... Uh, kind of a messed up scenario when you th- when you roll that in and yeah, and you're still like 20 22 or something like that and you know your your wife has been trying to figure out how to live on her own with little money i'm assuming and are you just yeah. describing the first hour of american sniper uh, partially <laughs> well let's uh, let's keep america out of this and we'll talk about canada and maybe just and a quick shout out to the, the troops that still do that kind of stuff and, and thanks for doing that. Yeah, we support the troops here at Conversations. Conversations, yeah. It's not just release games, everybody. Yeah. Luke Shen's not the only one or Loops Troops for Jeffrey Lupo. Loops Troops. Um, you mean, yeah, so you mean the, Joffrey uh, Lupo? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't think I've ever thought of all of that happening in one scenario until now, like framing it in a way that that is a lot of life that happens in a very short period of time at a time when you are just so young. And and that's intense because, like, I think it's even intense now, just sort of the path that, that you know, me and my Beyonce have taken, um, just and, like having... And you guys have had an extra decade to kind of adjust and figure life out before you locked in I don't even think it was until like maybe last year that I felt competent enough to be like okay I could probably own a house I could probably have children and not screw it up too too bad um and and I guess I guess it's one of those things where like let's say the situation happens you'll rise to the occasion and you'll step up your game and just become more responsible like quickly as as part of the situation um because you don't know what you're capable of until you're, like, maybe thrust into greatness. But, uh, yeah, just, like, thinking about it, I'm such a different person than I was, like, five five years ago that just even now feeling like, okay, I can do this, um, I, I can only imagine what it would have been like if something were to happen when I was, like, 18 or 19 and stuff. Yeah, it would be a, a massive shock. But what uh, steering steering us back away from the darkness here, um, what, uh, what other kind of rituals are involved in the whole wedding thing? I mean, you know, we talked about the progression being, it is what you make it almost now, but in the, in terms of the quote unquote traditional progression, you know, you, you start dating, you go on some dates and then things get hotter and heavier and then you probably move in together and you live together for a bit, a spell, if you would, maybe a year. I don't know what people do nowadays. And then, um, then it's proposal time. So there's a whole, that's a whole thing. And you got to plan and it's organized and there's money. And then, you know, what, what goes on from there? Maybe run us through kind of some proposal, um, enlightenment, I guess, that you had in your experience. Um, well, I don't know. Like, uh, I guess personally, like I, 
think about things for, for quite a bit, but then once I've made the decision, everything moves quite quickly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, thinking about a proposal, I mean, with, with media nowadays, like you see, it's like extremely extravagant proposals. And I mean, these, these are like a really small portion of the entire population. Uh, because like with social media, you get everybody posts everything. So you start seeing these like 15, 20 minutes choreographed dance routines um, that surprise their, their brides until like they're so overwhelmed that they like pretty near like drown themselves in tears or, or, or go like, experience PTSD from all the positive shock. Um, I guess it wouldn't be traumatic. It would be more uh, terrific. Positive, Positive terrific uh, shock disorder. Yeah, terrific shock. That's that's exactly what it is. <laughs> um, uh, so so yeah, that, that, that's the kind of stuff. So there is an expectation that like when you go and propose, you you better make it like I guess it fits to each person, but like you got to know your your partner and what the, what they'll expect. But you got to make it pretty memorable. Like you really only get the one shot at it, and uh, yeah. Interestingly enough, like I mean, I picked out a ring. I didn't get any uh, input from her and what she would like, and I and I liked it, you know, uh, to my own own horn here. Uh, I don't know, that's more of a tugboat phrasing, but um, yeah, just like being able to pick, knowing your partner well enough to pick that out. Um, and, and I'm glad that I I did, and I'm glad that it worked out because I mean, this is something that you're gonna wear on your finger or she's going to wear on her finger for a long time. Um, and, like, you want to get that right, so you're really tempted to ask them, like, oh, oh honey, like, oh, what do you want, and blah, 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 blah. Because um, every time she looks down at the ring, she's going to kind of think about how dopey you were and thinking that that what she would like. Or do you have to go back to the store and exchange it for a ring that they do? Like, I don't know. I, I think it was... That's kind of nerve-wracking. I think that there's a lot around oh my god, did I get the right ring? That was a big deal. Well, some girls will just straight tell you, uh, princess cut, blah, 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 setting, blah. I don't know anything about rings, but um, yeah, some some girls will just straight tell you. And then the other thing about proposals that ran through my mind while you were talking was uh, you better do it right because you're going to have to listen to her tell that story for, you know, in theory, the rest of your lives. So if you did something yeah. stupid or you ruined it, and it wasn't cute, then you are going to have to hear that story for, like, 50 years. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, just knowing knowing human beings, that story is either going to get altered so that it is a nice thing, or or they're going to maybe tell their friends, like, what actually happened or whatever, or it can always be used in an argument, and you would hope that you would not get together with some person who would bring that up every single time something went wrong. Uh but yeah, you don't really want to have that as an option. Oh yeah, you don't want to put any bullets in their gun, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's, a really, that's a really good way. That, that's, that's just loading them up with, with ammo. And, and again, like hopefully you're not with someone that would actively use that against you, but you don't really want to... Yeah, you don't want, to, pa- you don't want to partner with an itchy trigger, trigger finger, I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know what, she's going to remember she will remember. You'll remember. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty happy that I, I decided to uh, propose on top of a mountain. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, I, I liked how I did it. So 
So, okay, you have the proposal done. She assumedly said yes. Now yeah. you keep on trucking. What are what are next steps? Like you start to say, okay, we need to pick a date. We need to pick a venue. You need to do this. And then how does ritual tie into your decision-making process on that? Well, we had different, we had different ideas. So um, me, my procrastinating ways, as I mentioned uh, earlier and probably several times before that, it's just like we just got engaged. I wanted to kind of revel in it in a bit, like be in the moment and, uh, you know, just, just kind of be engaged for a while and not have to get into that stuff. And then she's like, no, no, Kevin, you got to like book stuff like immediately. We got to get planning on this. And I'm like, really? No, it can't be like that. And it is, it's crazy. Like yep. we, we like a year in advance and like every place was booked or you'd get like garbage dates, like October, like 31st, like Halloween, basically. Um, no offense to people who, who enjoy uh, their their Halloween weddings. Uh, Halloween. Um, but I'm just saying, like, it, it was it was insane how much places were booked up in advance, in my opinion. Um, so then once I figured that out, or I guess we figured that out, then it was kind of like, okay, maybe we need to, to be a bit more aggressive here and, uh, you know, apologize for not getting into things away but yeah you got to get a venue like immediately unless you plan on getting married in like a backyard or whatever um which I, i've been to one and it is beautiful to do it that way if you've got like a nice property um yeah so you just you got to get a, a venue um and you have to get what else is there there's there's like a few things you just got to get out of the way venue is one photographer caterer dj yeah um, DJ, we did that quite quite early. And then, so that uh, so basically, you have to lock down all the wedding uh, accoutrement, all the services required to have that, basically a killer that, party. Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the big thing. It's just like other people that are necessary to the to the main process are the people you got to get quite quite quick. Okay, so um, that so you, the, it's more of a traditional wedding, not necessarily yeah. by the definition, but. But because you're doing, you know, you, you have a venue, you have the, the people that are going to help make it a memorable time for your guests and probably for yourselves. And yeah. then uh, and then comes, you know, an, another part where you have to start to pick, you know, you take that roster of friends that you have and it's almost like a draft, you know, oh, who, yeah. who's going to be your number one pick and what what's left after the second round. And then you gotta, you know, gotta match numbers with the other, you know, those salary cap numbers you have to match for the, the other one. Sorry, the last episode was a leaf uh, draft, etc. Episode with Admiral Bonesaw, so I'm still stuck in that. But uh, how was that? How did that process go for cheese? Um, I will touch on that. Just a, a quick reverse back. Part of the ritual stuff is after you do get engaged, there is a ritual of telling other people. Oh yeah. And that does go on for an extreme amount of time. Um, so it's just like you you're, you know that you're you're telling your parents first, or and then you're like some of your best buddies, and just sharing in that moment with everybody. And then you share it at like your place of work, or or, or all that kind of stuff. And then you get uh, then you can change your Facebook status if that's something that you're into, um, or putting up photos on Facebook, which you do. And then you get like kind of like a birthday, you get like a bunch of likes and a bunch of people that you probably haven't even talked to in many uh, eons 
uh, post a, a few different things. And um, so yeah, so that's a, that can be a very fun process, but it's also quite overwhelming if you're a person who's like shy and does not like a whole lot of attention. Um, that can be probably pretty overwhelming. Yeah, and I feel like I can with my recent maneuvers, I can relate to that a little bit. My my plan was more just to tell um one person and then see what happens or tell like three or four people and then see what happens. And now, you know, especially from a work network, um I think everybody just knows that the tugboat's taking a lover and I only told two people. So it's kind of now, it's kind of hilarious now, to watch that. Now you're telling our like uh uh 50, handful of- 50 over 50 bud subscribers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure most of them already know because, you know, they're attached to me and you in other ways. But um, there might be random folk out there. Who knows? Who knows what spice? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm going to continue to have a pin in that guest list thing because I'm going to go back even further before the engagement. Just push that um, pin in deeper. Get it right in I, there. I'm fully tacking it in. Um, something that I don't know is done too much, but it used to be back, done all the time way back in the day, because a lot of marriage stuff used to deal with, like, dowries and things like that, mm-hmm. um, so, like, asking the, the father, like, or asking the parents before getting engaged if they have your blessing. Did you make that move? Oh, I did. It was probably one of, like, the most nerve-wracking things of my life. I thought you, uh, did, did you not know them very particularly well, or... It was more of like oh. a, you know, you knew them on the surface, but you didn't know what they were going to say type of thing? Yeah, well, like, I knew them quite well, actually. Um, but okay. then, like, I mean, uh, I guess where I was at in life, like, I mean, it's still kind of the same, but, like, a bunch of multiple part-time jobs, maybe not quite as secure in my career as much as I would have liked to have been. Um, and, like, I guess money situation, all that kind of stuff. So, um I think it came as to a surprise to them a little bit. Um, that was really the only somewhat concern, but I knew them and I knew that they, they liked me, but I think it's just, it's just the idea. It's not, it's not a conversation that you have, you know, that often. And it, and it's just like, to me, it was just nerve wracking because I didn't know what they were, like I knew they were probably going to give me the blessing, but it's just still like a nerve wracking conversation to have, like how to breach that, like, oh. Yeah, how's the weather? Oh yeah, by the way, I want to marry your daughter. Have her? Have your daughter? Have it? Um, are, are you are you done? Are you done with her? Like, are you? <laughs> can I can I have her now? Please. Yeah. Did you say please? please? Uh, please. Yeah, I I don't even remember what I said. I think that was like a total blur for me. I think it was just I remember their reactions like a bit. Like I remember her mom like. Uh, you know, overwhelmed and crying. Like, essentially, what you would expect when you propose to, to your fiancé, that's kind of the reaction wow. that she had. Yeah, because she's going to assume that she's saying yes, so really you're telling her that her daughter's getting married. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, I think for, for a mom, like, a, a second go-around, right? Like, oh, without question. Any any misses or mistakes that they had in their own experience, they now get a shot at redemption. Yeah. Oh, big time. And uh, and then the pops, the pops was uh, he was he was pretty he was he was good he was pretty pretty sale but he said you know of course and I mean that was really nice to hear and 
and uh, I'm really glad that I did that, um, and I think that other people should do it as well, unless, um, I mean, a lot of families, like, you don't quite get along with the, with them, and, like, magic say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry that girl, I'm gonna marry her anyway. Yeah, this is happening, deal with it, just deal with it, get it together. Get it together, um, and then, and yeah, so like I think that's like pretty cool, and I don't know if that's something that's gone more to the wayside just because of how you know socially uh, things are a little bit different now. But I think it's still something. It's a classy move. Yeah, I think it's to me it's a respectful maneuver to uh, you know to kind of let their parents know, and the the one kind of chink in the armor of that, the one hole in the theory is who's telling your parents. Like, they don't, oftentimes they might not find out until after. Like, you might be in cahoots and being like, uh, what kind of ring should I buy? Uh, am I doing it wrong? Because, uh, I mean, it is a nervous time. So, yeah. you know, your parents may find out that way, but there is the opportunity for them to slip through the cracks, so to speak. And, you know, you go and get the blessing and you, you ask the father, you sit down, and have a brandy or something by the fire. Who knows how these things happen, but... Um, so they know that it's on and then all of yeah. a sudden you're putting a lot of pressure on, you know, your new in-laws and throwing the trust in their tree saying, Hey, don't tell your daughter that this is happening. Cause, uh, I kind of want it to be a surprise. Yeah. 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 No, I think, I think probably on my, on my, uh, instances, yeah, maybe my parents, uh, I wouldn't say slid through the cracks because they were the first people that I phoned after it happened. But, right. uh, uh, immediately, but yeah, I didn't really have that sit down chat with my old man or, or with uh, with my mom to just kind of be like, okay, this is what I plan to do. Um, kind of have advice or do you think this is a good idea? Like, do you think she's a nice person? Because, like, I mean, sometimes your parents see stuff that you may not see, and chances are you're not probably going to listen to them anyways, just because that's the nature of, of how you are when you're uh, a little bit younger. But, um, yeah, I think it's important to get their blessing as well. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, you don't necessarily, like, sometimes you just know, and you, and you know it's going to go, and you know what you're doing for a ring, you know what you're doing for a proposal, so you don't have to have that sit down and say, Pops, I need to ask you a question. I need some advice. Um, because you're in a truck commercial, apparently, but no, I think, um, I think, yeah, that's pretty much the way it goes and the way that's that's the ritual, right, is you ask for the blessing. You don't necessarily ask your own parents for the blessing. Like, you know, they, they kind of know where you stand if you're any yeah. kind of close at all. But, um, yeah, okay. So yeah. let's pull that let's, pin out. Let's pull that pin out. Let's get back, uh, back uh, to, the, to the list. The list. I would definitely have to say that the um, – uh, Facebook purging can be like a little prep work uh, for the for the for the old wedding list. Um, yeah, it's so interesting. So many people can do it so many different ways. Like you can have a wedding that is very much just like all your family. You just have the ceremony for the family. You just make it like a real family affair, and then maybe hold a separate party for your friends, just like a backyard barbecue on a separate date. Um, you can do that i know that that exists um there's other ones like people can go in as much as like inviting like like basically everybody in their lives and and then just leave it up to them to whether they want to come or not um 
and then uh, yeah, some have like the family friends split. Some just want their friends there and aren't really that close to their family. So uh, I don't know. In in my case, it was just like a split. Really, we've got about like half family, half friends, and then we invited most of our families. I think nowadays you you have a lot less of those like twelve kid families. So it's not like you have like. 50 aunts and uncles to invite as well as cousins because um, like I mean what we had was just came from families where like our parents were families of three three kids um, and, and then with the sets of grandparents and stuff so uh, I mean it, it, we were able to invite our family and not have that go to like 200 people you know yeah yeah like I mean I, I think on for my case my family's bigger so if you're going to invite the whole crew then you're already looking at like almost you know it's probably high 60s or more just with one side and then your your wife's side is probably going to bring you up to 100 at least and then you add friends so i mean it could blow out of control and i heard of a wedding too this past weekend that happened in the southlands where there was 280 guests and it was just like everybody in the community like from a small town and they just invited anybody of note so depends on what you're what you're after what you can afford also i'm assuming is a factor oh yeah because in that case like you can get a venue probably in those cases where you know you just find like a nice big backyard or something to cut down the cost but then when you're looking at food like uh that's really your main expense i would probably think unless Um, you're doing open bar open bar but even even so the open bar is not going to cost you as much as feeding like 300 people or whatever and I think if you had 300 people an open bar um, probably I don't know what the cost would be like but I don't know if that would be be worth it and then the other thing you can do too is just having like a lunch or a buffet or a barbecue as opposed to like a formal three course meal kind of deal yeah I, I would I could go either way on the meal like I mean it's nice to have prime rib but you know, you're not at the wedding for the meal. You're at the wedding for the memories and the celebration of the wedding. You're not there to be like, you know, in five years, if someone says, hey, do you remember what you ate at my wedding? Like, I don't know, chicken or fish? What? What is this? So, yeah. Yeah, remember when the kid ate all those Skittles and then puked on the dance floor? That I will remember for my life. <laughs> And yeah. by by the puke, I would say it was predominantly gummy bears and chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Some things you can't unsee, bro. Oh, man. Gross. Yes. Gross. Um, but, yeah, I think like you talk about like you got to like travel with your partner before you get married to make that decision. I mean, you need to plan a wedding before you get married because... Man, is there a lot of decisions to be made and a lot of negotiation and compromise and all that kind of stuff. Like, holy crap. Like, there's just so many decisions that you wouldn't even think about. Like, I don't know, guys, uh, you probably don't spend your, your, your youth planning these things, but you're kind of like, oh, yeah, probably, you know, you just get your friends, they get dressed up, you know, yeah, you feed some people, like, that yeah, was a big deal. And, like, you get into it, and there's so much, like, invitations, you got to have that kind of figured out. you got to have plans you've got to have uh centerpieces and bouquets and just what music do you want playing at the place oh it's just it's crazy color schemes time of day all the business yeah 
length of your ceremony what what bible verses are you going to do if that's your thing what other you know are you doing your own vows yeah there's a lot i agree so much and i mean like you can be like glenn gulia from the wedding singer and just leave it totally up to drew barrymore to plan this thing but they're just going to go out and find you know robbie hart and just run away with them so you got you got to be involved with the decision making i think it's a good good choice on your part it might be a little bit more difficult but you know it'll show some intimacy and some some getting together and just being in a real real relationship well i mean too it's traditionally it's her day but at the same time you have to be there and you have to live live with it for the rest of your life so you know you should have some kind of say and maybe enjoy it a couple of iotas maybe three iotas so yeah you know, yeah, you, and you don't want to be there on the day and see how it plans out and go like, oh, this is dumb. I, I didn't want this. I wanted something different. And then you get all like mad and then then your partner's all like, well, why didn't you say something earlier? And then it was like, well, I thought you were going to do a good job. And then a huge fight happens and you get divorced and it's just all over. You go and get really drunk and puke in front of all your friends and family. Then you have to tell them it's off. And Yeah, I don't yeah, imagine I, that would be great. I think we could segue into that because like drinking can be like a really big piece of weddings, especially in different cultures or depending what kind of family you come through, like uh, lots of toasting involved. Yeah, you have some champagne um, or some baby duck, probably probably go a little bit more expensive than the baby duck, but you know, to each their own. Uh, maybe, yeah, right uh, to Bambino, right? Splurge on the Bambino, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or get some Moe and Shandon. Now you're getting above my price range. The Don Perignon. Basically, any liquor that or champagne that they describe in rap music, that's what you're going to want to go for. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah, no, that's that's the, you know, you got to get the Jay-Z champagne or the 50 Cent champagne. So, um, so let's, uh, like, and you're, you're touching on some things that I wanted to get through. Um, like, kind of the, the ritual of the ritual. So... You know, the ceremony progresses in a certain way, and then then what happens? Like, pictures, and then you get into your toastings and your eatings and, and whatnot. Like, what? how does that stack up for cheese? Meaning, like, what am I doing? Or, like, how important is that stuff? Or, like, would it... Yeah, the the, the latter rather than the former. Ladder, ladder, so, like, the... Like... Sorry, I, I don't even remember what I just said. Yeah, what kind of... Like, how do the rituals... rituals you know are they important to cheese or are they just you know vestigial remembrance of a past society or is it you know is that something you guys are going to be doing etc um yeah i'm trying to think of like the, what actual rituals of the day that are going to be like the most important i mean i think um speeches is always cool to hear uh what you know what people uh think about you or what your parents are going to have to say um, and I think those are really important parts, like just like these these things for like thanking the people in your life, in your life, and like the most important people in your life and what they've been able to do for you over the years, and even just being able to share in the celebration. Like I think you have all these people surrounding you that day that are part of your life and are supporting you, and I think that's pretty that's pretty cool. Um, probably the one ritual that I didn't even think about. I guess there, there's a, a ritual. And it's a, sort of like a coming together thing where you pick up some sort of symbolization that means something to you. Um, and it's, it's the idea of, like, uh, to quote a 
girl song. I think it's two becomes one. I know they're talking about sex, but this is like two meaning like two individual lives coming together and making like a stronger third kind of thing. Is that Spice Girls or S Club Seven? No, I'm pretty sure that's Spice Girls. Okay. Uh, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I think you're thinking about um Oh shit. There is an S Club Seven that is quite similar to that. Um, which I will Google and let the, our listeners know because you know that's just going to be racking their brains for for. Oh, I'm sure time. they're I'm sure they're screaming it at their devices right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I think it's like one in a million, uh, or I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It'll it'll come to you. So, what about you know you mentioned during the day? Is there any ritual or tradition from uh, the Cheese Family Handbook that is done during the day like do you play ball hockey in the morning or do you do jagger bombs while you're getting your tuxedos on or is there anything like that that is going to come about that you know as a spoiler alert to our listeners uh yeah spoiler alert i don't know i think like the the main one is like we like golf so we're going to do some golfing over the weekend and that's really all all the old cheese cares about and i think on the day out there's going to be a few precision sports to and uh entertain people during cocktail hour Lovely. Uh, but yeah no we have tons of little things riddled within our uh, within our uh, just the whole day where it's just little pieces of family like little uh, routines that again I, I think I can give some stuff away because you know I think our listeners will hear it and I mean they'll probably go to the wedding and it's, it's not like they'll be like blown away if they see these things because they probably won't know the significance of them anyways um, but like my grandma uh, on my mom's side, would always make this nuts and bolts concoction. It's like, you know, those classic, like you mix up shreddies and pretzels and Cheerios, and they have a sweet, awesome, like, spice to them that just make you want to eat, like, a million of them. So bits and bites? Uh, yeah, so we're getting, like, my mom's going to make those and have those out for, for cocktail hour for some snacks. Um, my grandma also makes, like, these little, like, tarts, like these single-bite tarts that you fill with jam and whipped cream. Uh, like tart shells and they're like friggin amazing so that's going to be incorporated um, I'm going to get my grandpa on my mom's side to say grace before dinner Okay. Um, which I think is a pretty pretty classy pretty cool thing to do um, yeah a little bit of infused with some like the music preferences for people um, and then uh, yeah I'll probably probably share a little for like our guest our guest book idea um, we're going to be having some, like, quotes put together. Okay. And and those will vary from, like, our, our like our, our movie quotes, but also, like, family quotes. So, like, things, like, maybe from books that our parents read to us or songs that they used to sing to us, that sort of thing. Um, that are, uh, yeah. Well, that'll be neat. I yeah. Don't, I don't think I've heard of that uh, particular maneuver before i've said yeah. i've said maneuver like four times already yeah 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 and people people will get to pick a quote and then sign it and then we'll put it together in a book so it'll be like it'll be pretty cool it just, that's what's interesting about the wedding is like there's all these things that are done in ritual that people typically do but then that also opens up opportunities to put your little own spin on things that makes it more like you as a couple and uh things you never really thought yeah yeah, I think people have really taken off with the kissing game and putting their own 
je ne sais quoi to it. Um, you know, it used to just be the tapping of the glass, and then now you have, you know, people doing questions, people doing uh, different little skill activities, or they have to go and kiss someone else, or, you know, make them jump through a few more hoops than just tapping on a piece of silverware against something that makes noise. So that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. That's a neat, yeah, neat, I, neat as well. Very true, and, like, getting, like, little more intimate details in the couple or how you know them, that kind of thing. I think that's, I think that's pretty cool. Um, but, again, back to the sort of, like, two becoming one. First of all, S Club 7, they had two in a million, mm. and uh, you're my number one. And obviously this isn't what you were, you were talking to, but never had a dream come true. Great track. I'll have to check that out. Never had a dream come true till the day that I found you. I love it. Yeah. Great track. Great track. Get into S Club. They had four albums. But anyways, we'll, we'll put a pin in that <laughs> never to be revisited. Um, Why don't we just the, put a nail in that one? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, let's put it. Speaking of nails into things, um, <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. But anyways, the uh, uh, the unity thing. So a lot of things that people typically do is like they'll take two candles and light them individually, and then touch those candles to like a third candle, and then you'll have this like candle of three that like represents your coming together um, as one thing. There's another one where each person has a ribbon each, and then you interweave this ribbon with maybe another one and then it's like this braid of three that makes you just like a super strong couple um i think those are the two that that have been uh there and then for, for what we're pardon nope it's all you cheese yeah. oh yeah and then then what we're gonna do is a thing called like a unity box so we're gonna fill it up with stuff from our relationship and then throw our vows in there and then uh yeah do that are you then ritualistically burn it in front of everybody? How does that work? And no, 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 it's gonna act like a time capsule. So we're gonna like uh, put a, okay. a screw in it or a, a lock on it, and then to be open ten years in the future. So. Oh, okay. That's that'll be a neat, uh, neat idea. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the the better things that I came up with in the whole planning process. <laughs> I'm pretty. That's your coup. De, proud of is that your coup de gras? Pardon? Is that your coup de gras? That's my coup de gras. Very nice. Um, so okay, yeah. you, you get through dinner, you eat, you have the chicken. It's delicious. Dessert, yep. you can barely fit it in. Then, then what are you doing? Dancing. Dancing all those calories off, having a great time, getting sweaty, and yep. then uh, is there any anything else? Like, a, are you, is there a late lunch or anything like that? Those are kind of traditional oh, things. Yeah. And will there be booze available? That's the question on everyone's mind. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty pretty good. Everybody will be be set up uh, pretty well. I mean, it's not open bar, but it it's basically uh, it's basically an open bar. Like we're providing the alcohol, but I mean, from from my side of the family, we're not huge drinkers, and even on her side, not overly crazy and even within our friends we have a few but there's there's hello that's not everything you know yeah the the tugboat may want a few chardonnays but but that's all right so i don't need Um, to take a second mortgage out of my house then 
natural and organic beer from Van Cleek Hill, Ontario. Yep. Get it India. I think that's their actual slogan. Get it India. <laughs> if it isn't, it should be, because that's what you do with it. I'm thinking, based on my watching of Mad Men lately, I think you and I could get into advertising, because, man, do we come up with some great slogans. Oh, easy, easily we could do that, if it was still the 50s and 60s. Yeah, I mean, we have unique intros, pretty much every conversation. Yeah. Little jingles, jingle jangles. We both like slapping girls' asses and drinking, so I mean, what else is there, really? Well, I'm getting married there, Tugboat, so uh, none of that. Yeah, well, I think uh, Don Draper could prove you wrong on that front. And yeah, well, a lot of other ladies' fronts. Boom. Oh, uh, my gosh. Oh, in, in- oh my. <laughs> Oh, howdy. Um, so, yeah, then that kind of, like, I guess wraps up that part of the wedding. But now, something that maybe gone yesteryear is the uh, consummation of the marriage. Is that what it's called? Whoa, let's put a pin in that just for one uh, one tick. Um, there's another little traditional ritual thing that's gone by the wayside that I will interject at this point, and that is the traditional removal of the garter belt and tossing of the bouquet is that something that has crossed the minds of uh two glasses and the cheese yep and we are not doing either of those things (laughs) it has and we are out for that reason i'm out yep i think the garter toss thing is a weird ass thing to do in front of people yes uh yep and uh, for the bouquet toss, although hilarious at times, A, um, sometimes people get hurt. And that's not fun. Emotionally uh, or physically? Physically and emotionally, right? No. Um, and then also, I believe in the freedom of, of choice. And I know everybody has a choice, but I don't want to have a female catch the bouquet and be with one of my best dude bros or something. And then, you know, plant a little seed in the mind there and then, uh, you know, kind of get them into a little deep conundrum and everything. So, I don't know. I think it's like, it's it's interesting that it exists, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, no. Not yeah. doing it. I mean, I, mean, I support your decision um, for all the reasons that you said, plus other ones that I've never thought of. Um, so let's pull that pin out and talk about Bow chicka wow wow, consummating that marriage. Yeah, again, like kind of talking about what we talked about earlier. Yep. Man, like the first time, like the first time you're gonna do it on the day where you have like infinite amounts of planning. You're gonna be dancing your your ass off. You're gonna be drinking. Oh, like, I'm sure you'll be exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, and like, what do you do? Like, I don't know. I I look at like uh, old TV weddings or something like that where like people drive off and they have the just married cans and they just drive off to the honeymoon and there's like no dancing or something. I don't know how that works. Or if like after the ceremony, the the couple goes to like consummate the the, the marriage like immediately and then they come back to the party. Like I, I, I don't see how that would work. I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, back uh, in medieval times when they used to, you had to bed your wife right away and they would 
everyone would gather outside the door and bang on the door. I mean, that, that's a lot of pressure if that's your first time. Oh, which, yeah. Which they checked to make sure that it was beforehand, which is also gross. Yeah, like, I think that's, like, I mean, that sometimes happens in, in, like, college or university where you, like, take a girl home and then all your, like, buddies or roommates kind of, like, bang on the door and make a huge show of it. But, like, think of, like, all your family and friends and community just sitting outside the door, like, hearing you bang. Like, that is the, that is weird. Yeah, like your parents and brothers and sisters and your grandparents. Weird. I agree. Oh, super weird. Like maybe, I, maybe the dog. I am so glad that that's not the case for like uh, uh, nowadays, like say if you were to get divorced and remarried and you'd have to go to your parents, like new parents wedding and then still have to go through that process. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. That's traumatic. Yeah, that's that's going to leave some emotional scars. Yeah, and like what if what if you have like sort of one of those like helicopter parents that like has way too much invested in you and is outside the door like do do the move I told you to do is like oh you need to you know just like shouting out in, encouragements or like criticizing you from the from the outside like yeah. basically like a, a raised hockey parent. Yeah, that's that's hor that's horrific for me to think of. No, no, you gotta shoot. You gotta shoot shoot Classic McGruber. Uh, sometimes you have to take Cialis if you're really going to have to bury one. D-U-T-I-T-I-N. Put it in. <laughs> we're red. We're white. We're dynamite. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't work here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you do that, and then what happens after that? After you, you go to sleep, you wake up, or you, you're doing like a... A brunch scenario where you go through the gifts together or photos or something. What? How does that work? Yeah, yeah. I guess like we're definitely gonna have like that that brunch thing the next day, and maybe go hit hit the links for for nine holes with uh, with everybody in the family and stuff. Cool. Um, but the gifts. Don't even talk about the gifts. Um, yeah, it is like a massive birthday party. You get all the gifts. You haven't got this many gifts. Ever. You were like a child having a birthday party. Oh, if you got this many gifts as a child, you have been living in a different world than I have because. Well, well you don't get like. You're not inviting 200 people to your like birthday party as a child. But no, in but. In the sense that every person that comes is going to get you a gift for the most part. And if, yeah. if you have like a decent quantity. And probably a lot higher value than when you were eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like. Like it's so interesting. Like it's so cool how it kind of supports you to to to, to set up your life. Like it's that can be one of the upsides to holding a wedding for people, although expensive. You know, you've got some of these um, gifts gifts coming in to kind of help you start your life or whatever. Um, gift registry super interesting. They give you a gun to shoot all the skews, which obviously is like most of what interests the the guys. Naturally. Um, whole, whole other decision-making process again, like trying to figure out what the heck you want. And uh, I guess as a guy going into a store where typically you would not find anything that you would ever want, you go in there and you start going, oh, yeah, 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 we kind of do need that, right? 
Oh, yeah. That's like every time I go to Canadian Tire ever. I go in needing one thing and come out with a cart full of stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely like that. And they encourage you. They're all like, no, if you're having any doubts, they're just like, yeah, just do it. Laser it or whatever. Yeah. And you get like dis- discounts or something after the wedding, like within a year after your wedding, if you want to purchase anything that was on your registry, you get it for like, you know, 10% off or something like that, which is kind of neat. It's better than a kick in the nuts, that's for sure. Way better than a kick in the nuts. Um, and, then, and then you get all these things so that you can host people to your house. Basically, that's what happens when you're married. You switch from like more, more I guess, like... Like two hermits, two busy hermits to just trying to bring as many people in to flaunt your marriage. Exactly. And all exactly. the cool stuff you have. Just so you know, I will donate $100 in your name to the Human Fund. Oh, man. That'll be your wedding gift. Oh, thank you so much. I, both, I mean, your, your services as MC are, are you know, uh, thanks enough, you know. In kind. No, in kind. I'll, I'll get you a real gift. Something useful but fun um, that you'll use maybe like three times, like handkerchiefs or some kind of back-scratching device. <laughs> Look at Tugboat poking fun at previous gifts. He got cheese and two glasses yeah. of wine. Classic tugboat. Yeah. yeah, I might put that handkerchief. I might put one of them, just you know, maybe on an inside pocket or something, just to close to my heart. Well, you have to have you have to have something blue, right? Might as well you might as well do that tradition too. My my, my suit is blue, so I've got that covered. But anyways, well, I'm pretty sure that's just for the bride. But then you can give worry. me a handkerchief and I'll lend it to you, and then you have something borrowed. Something borrowed, uh, something blue. Come on, man. You know this. You're better than that. I know. I actually haven't even uh, asked uh, asked uh, my fiance about that two glasses. I haven't even got into uh, if what she's doing for that. So. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> trust me. I'm sure she's got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That kind of like wraps it up for like the rituals stuff about the wedding. I mean, it's just like it's a it's a cool fun day and. And uh, so many different ways that you can do it. Um, so, yeah, if you are getting married, uh, feel free to listen to this podcast again. Tons of great hints and tidbits. Um, maybe check out uh, tugboat.ca. Yeah, get a mouthful of it. See how it tastes. And uh, yeah. watch out for cheese if you're uh, in the area of where cheese lives. And watch out for him because he is blowing up over there. Oh, yeah. serving of cheese yeah there there will be tugboat i i plan on being in the building but not in any performing performance at all uh, needless to say you'll be in perform uh like in uh uh the area or vicinity of greatness so yeah you get a taste of that too a couple of whiffs wafted in Let's uh, let's put the nail in this podcast.
Yep, and then uh, Cheese will be away for a smidgen of time due to uh, wedding and uh, honeymoon duties. Um, so uh, in the meantime, just stay stay listening because uh, Tugboat's going to fill up fill up the space with maybe some special guests. Tugboat. Yeah, I've uh, I've got some schemes, got some schemes hatching them now. Um, putting together a little uh, little program of events for everyone so that we can uh, keep your faces glued to your devices and listening beauty. to us, of course. Beauty, beauty, beauty. I gotta work on I gotta work on my gotta work on pumping stuff. That's that's bad. That was that was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, well. I can say that we had a great conversation. With cheese and the tugboat. Cheese. Uh, da